You already drunk, Dre? All right. So, uh, Dre, I told everybody at the end of the last segment that we would start round three with your picks for the last four games, and then we'll go into the fantasy selections or the fantasy uh, fantasy awareness people. You know what I mean. All right. Press people? The awareness yeah, people. You know what I mean. Can, can, we, put, aware- those, can we put that on our shirt? Fantasy awareness people? Yeah. Yeah, that'd be, yeah we're faps. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. yes, I love it already. Faps. This is going to be the beginning of our show, by the way. I'm going to put this on there. Welcome to an episode of the Sports Genes Into the Lab podcast. Where sports analysts and experts dissect the latest news from the NBA and NFL. Giving you a unique view on some of the hottest topics around your favorite teams. From the fresh field smells of the NFL to the hardwood courts of the NBA. And possibly your comfy couch for your fantasy football team. Let's see what kind of news the lab is working with today. Here's your host from the Sports Analytics Headquarters in San Antonio, Texas, Ernest Silva. Episode 17 of the Into the Lab podcast. I'm your host, Ernest Silva, also found at the Sport Gene on Twitter and powered by the mothership Overtime Heroics, where we are the exclusive NFL Pick'em episode for Week 13. Our panel of experts bring the latest information and buzz straight to your ears. And like always, if you're a betting person, stay tuned for our expert picks on money line options and picks against the spread. This show is on the road as Into the Lab podcast will be recorded from the Rio Grande Valley down in deep South Texas. But don't worry, your favorite sports analysts are currently on the line and they're cooking in the lab already. So our three-round segment, given the holiday week, will be a bit different. We will have our turkey picks in round one. Round two is going to be the usual primetime picks. And round three will be a special segment you don't want to miss. So let's see who is here today. Our first panelist goes by the most interesting name in the world. Just Paul, football hockey gambling writer for Overtime Heroics, Twitter handle at Steel Curtains, P-E-H, Paul. Hey, guys, what's going on? Happy Thanksgiving. Hope everybody's out there enjoying themselves, and uh, have a good holiday. Our second panelist, a fantasy football and NFL betting expert, switching between whiskey, milk, and beer, making his picks from Bali, Indonesia, the biggest wrestling fan in the world, Twitter handle at Dre2124, Dre Rogers. Good morning, everybody. Uh, happy Thanksgiving. Um, just hope you have a great weekend. Enjoy time with friends and family, and let's get this going. Awesome. And I won't forget him this week, our last panelist, a Falcons beat writer <laughs> for overtime heroics and fantasy football expert for Time Skewed, a specialist and all things football, Twitter handle at the Phantom Jazzy, Miles Bloomquist. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone, from the Great Right North, where we did Thanksgiving a month ago and probably much worse than you guys are this weekend. <laughs> I did learn that fun fact before the show that uh, Canada celebrates Thanksgiving in October, so that, that you learn something every day. Yeah. That's for sure. That's for sure. Well, let's go ahead and start off with recognition. So, congratulations to Dre Rogers for winning the Moneyline Championship last week um, had an impressive 11-3. and three. We won't talk about against the spread, Dre. Don't worry. 
But Miles Bloomquist, yes. our other our other week <laughs> week twelve champion, um, won the against the spread uh, champion last week, and I think Miles, you finished with a ten and four record. Is that right? Man, you guys you guys wrecked shop last week, so we'll make sure we highlight that with that you guys on social media. But welcome to the small but mighty panel. Um, I'm really excited to have the original panel back again for this week because. Last week was a nine-panel explosion, and we were just everywhere. So I'm really glad to have us back at our original basis. Um, but let's <laughs> let's jump right into it and talk about what the biggest uh, NFL day of the year is for Thanksgiving, Turkey, and football. Kind of a tradition in America, and and so if you're listening from anywhere, get ready because we're about to dissect the hell out of these games. So let's go ahead and start with the biggest news, which is. Um, coming out of Detroit, Chicago, um, going to Detroit, originally a three-point favorite. That's jumped to six-point favorite within the last two hours. And a big reason is why Paul's going to bring in. So, Paul, why don't you start off with this game and talk to us about this game? Yeah, so last week, Driscoll pulled a hamstring against Washington. Uh, it was able to finish. Now they're going to start Blau, not Blow. Like I thought it was called. like you thought he was called. Yeah, blow. <laughs> he was actually a cut from the Cleveland Brown uh training camp roster. He's gonna be their third quarterback this year, which is very odd up there with how healthy Stafford's been or how much he's not healthy but uh been like a workhorse for them. So um that's that's the for the reason for the big jump in the line. Um, I love the Bears at minus three. Um, I think now that defense should be able to uh, load up the box against Bo Scarborough, and who has been running very well for the Lions. That's about the only thing that's been going well for the Lions lately. And I don't know. I just – I like them at three. I'm still going to stick with them at six. Um, I just feel like – it's a tradition for Detroit to play on Thanksgiving. It's a tradition for them to lose on Thanksgiving. So, give me the give me the Bears <laughs> minus six. Oh, very good points, and you know a big lookout if you had made that bet on Chicago. It, it looks even better now if you had them at minus three. If you got in early, Miles, how are you feeling about the Bears? Uh, since you guys probably have never heard of David Blau before, I really wanted to say Blau. that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he's a quarterback from Purdue. He's an undrafted rookie. And uh, to cut it very simple for you guys, uh, he's not very good, going to have to be honest with you. I did not give him a draft grade where he would have been drafted. So he, he's not very good. Let's put it that way. Uh, the Lions are screwed this week. But both Scarborough, I'm so happy he's playing so well. I love him when he was at Alabama. Uh, honestly, he might be a good start in fantasy this week if you needed someone at flex or at RB2 if you've got injuries. Uh, other than that, uh, it's going to be a probably pretty lopsided game. Besides I'm from- lost here. Uh, so I'm going to go with Chicago, but not to cover. Okay. Joy, how are you feeling? You feeling the same way about Chicago? Um, not really. Uh, even though even though my, uh, the Lions have uh, David Blow. Uh, Mitch, Trubis- <laughs> Mitch, Mitch Trubisky blows even more. Yeah, yes, he does. <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> so, I, 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 I'm with I'm with everyone that uh, the Bears will probably win this game. 
but uh, because Detroit and close, uh, they, they, it'll be a close one. So um, I'll take the plus six. <clears throat> okay. Well, you can make that our first sweep for this week, and and I didn't I didn't figure this would go any different way. Chicago will win this game. I do think they'll cover as well. But let me highlight a couple of things. Um, since since you know there's few but mighty. Um, Chicago Bears defense is fantastic, no doubt about it. They are not a lead against the run, which Bo Scarborough at home continues his trend of running well. Although it's been one game, and it was against the uh, Dallas Cowboys, which teams can run on the Cowboys. You can run on the Bears, too. So expect Bo Scarborough to get his points, possibly score in this game. But um, I still believe the Bears defense will do enough to win this game. Um, his, may, his name may be Blau, but he will probably blow, and he will <laughs> he will probably not, not perform very well. I think Mitch will do enough to keep the Bears um, not only above – keep their heads above water, but also lead them to a win. A key part of the passing offense, though, uh, Taylor Gabriel is hurt and not playing in this game. He was ruled out already. So that hurts. David Montgomery averaging less than two yards a carry. That's not helping. So you're going to be looking for Tariq Cohen to be playing a lot in the slot. David Montgomery playing the backfield. So a lot of running back play for the Chicago Bears. Play You can play both backs in this matchup. I think he'll be fine. Um, but I think Chicago does win and cover in this game. So don't know what that means for Miles and Paul with my track yeah. record in the last few weeks. But that is that is what I'm going to go with on this game. Well, so about- now, hey, so Ernest, that a little side note. So now I won't get to hear my drunk uncle call Taylor Gabriel Peter Gabriel tomorrow. Is that what's going to happen? Yeah, yeah, you heard yeah. That's what he calls yeah. him. Yep. <laughs> that is hilarious. Well, let's talk about the game everybody's looking forward to, which is Dallas hosting Buffalo. And, and da- oh, Dallas is a six and a half point favorites at home. Oh, Dre, don't keep your mouth shut over there. <laughs> Dallas six and a half point favorites against Buffalo. Buffalo better record and coming coming into town, but favorites are with Dallas. Um, I'll start with this game since you guys love to rag on the Cowboys so much. I'm taking Dallas with the spread. Shocker, um, shocker alert because you know they're my team. However, Dallas um, is Jason Garrett is on the hot seat, right? And and everybody knows this is a must win game. If the Cowboys don't win this division, he's out. If the Cowboys don't make it to the NFC Championship, he's out. If he doesn't make it to the Super Bowl then he would if, I mean, if he does make it the Super Bowl, he is in for next year. And that's, that is huge now for to have those guidelines. They're already talking who the next coach is going to be because obviously other than Dallas homers, that is not going to be uh, – it's not realistic for this team. Um, however, if you take that game last week, even with all the talent and coaching opportunities the Dallas Cowboys had, they played the New England Patriots very close. A couple of tripping calls that were phantom. Uh, could have gone the other way, maybe swung momentum. That's what led to a block punt that led to a touchdown, the only drive that the Patriots scored a touchdown, and the momentum drive that killed the Cowboys at the end of the game. So arguably I'm not going to go there because I'm pretty sure everybody has their own opinion on that game. But let's talk about this matchup. So Dallas against Buffalo. Buffalo, stout defense, but um, Dak Prescott can throw on teams that don't have elite corners on both sides. Um, Dak Prescott up the middle, which is where the Bills secondary is susceptible. He is leading the league in pass yards and touchdowns. Um, so I believe D- Dak will have a big game. This passing offense will have a big game against Buffalo, especially at home on Thanksgiving. All momentum will be with Dallas. I'm going to ride Dallas and the spread. Let me pass it over to Miles. Miles, how are you feeling on this game? Did you say that Dak was leading the league in touchdowns? Uh, down the middle of the field, 20-plus yards. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, okay. Uh I will – I'm not necessarily shitting on the Cowboys here because they are the favorites in this game. And 
whether the record doesn't say that they're a better team, but on, the, on paper they're a better team. But I'm going to go with the upset here. I'm going to go with Buffalo. I'm game from Buffalo, and I think this is a good one here because Dallas is a team that's looking for a new direction. And whether or not Jason Garrett wants his job as Dallas head coach uh, is very questionable with the way that he is coaching currently. Um, I think that the general feel is that they probably want to push Garrett out. Um, so he's going to have a make-or-break game this on Thursday. So, But I don't think that that's going to work out in his favor. I think Buffalo would. I think that their defense will be stout. Uh, Dallas is obviously amazing on offense. So Dak Prescott has proven the haters wrong to a degree this year. Um, but I just don't think that it'll be enough against – Buffalo and I, I I would like a big game from Josh Allen whether or not that happens is we'll see tomorrow but I would love to see a big game from Josh Allen 350 yards and three touchdowns would be amazing yeah, that'll be tough the secondary doesn't give up big plays but I, I can see where that's going if Buffalo wants to prove and make a statement that would that would be the way to do it Paul how are you feeling about the Cowboys against Buffalo well the Bills I, I think they need to win this game to silence some of the doubts about their eight and three record um, like you said, that that Dallas defense can be run on and Singletary and Gore, a nice little combination mm-hmm. for them. I also think that Dallas might still have a little bit of hangover from last week, but they're used to playing this game, and I think that they'll they'll win at home, but I don't think they'll cover. I also feel better with this, like, in a teaser. Like, uh, I gave out earlier on the OTH, I gave out Buffalo plus 13 and a half and New Orleans in a pick em. So, um, I just feel like it, this number is pretty much right on, I would think, about where this game should end. So, Dallas to win, Buffalo to cover. Definitely. So, Dre, you have the trifecta here. Everybody has picked a different way for this game. So, you're the tiebreaker all the way around. How do you feel about the Dallas Buffalo matchup? <laughs> um, well, we 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 lo- we usually love to shit on uh, Josh Allen, and he's always every time somebody talks bad about him, he has a, a really crappy game. And this week, nobody did that. True. Uh, actually, Miles actually praised he praised Josh right. Allen. So. I, I didn't but, necessarily praise it. I'm saying I'm looking for. I, think, I, 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 didn't, I, I didn't say he was capable of it. I'm just saying I'm, that's what I would like yeah. to see from him because I think that's let, the way that they're going to One step short of idolizing him, in my opinion. Let me. <laughs> let let me use. <laughs> let let me use the word praise and Josh Allen in one sentence, please. <laughs> <laughs> Do it your damn self then. <laughs> no, anyway, um, Cowboys usually win the turkey. Uh, so I'm, I'm just going to stick with the Cowboys. But, but yeah, I agree. This is going to be a close game. So I'm uh, I'm going to say they don't cover. Okay. And, that, and I'll, I'll just make sure you hear that praise in Josh Allen in one sentence. Praise God, Josh Allen has a bad game tomorrow. So that's that's my last, last words on that game. <laughs> Let's talk about what the most talked about game was a couple weeks ago in Atlanta and New Orleans having a second <laughs> round bout and Atlanta playing host to the visiting <laughs> Saints, a seven point favorite on the road. Let's start with the resident Falcons enthusiast and analyst, Miles Bloomquist. Take it away, Miles. 
Now, this is a loaded weekend of games, and I'm super excited for everything. <laughs> By God, this has got to be the most exciting game because Atlanta absolutely destroyed New Orleans two weeks ago, and I loved every bit of it. But now they're coming off a really horrible loss, like they've been playing all season. So it's actually kind of up in the air about how Atlanta's going to play this week. Will their, de- will their defense rebound against the team that they kind of started this hot streak against? Can Matt Ryan not play like shit for more than two weeks? It's going to be a battle, and much more than the last game. So if this is going to be the game of the week, then I got to say that Atlanta needs to upset because if New Orleans wins, it's just boring. Who gives a shit about the Saints? They're going to get eliminated in the second round and complain about it for the next (laughs) 10 years. Atlanta upsets, but it's going to be a battle. So I would start everyone on the Falcons and everyone on the Saints. Wow. I have Calvin Ridley. That makes me feel better. Dre, how are you feeling about this game? So Miles obviously took the plus seven, right? Yeah. I, I, I don't know why I'm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he, he chose he chose Atlanta to win, and that's good. that was a a hardcore yes. Go plus seven, Atlanta all the way. I think he might have even said take Atlanta straight up. Right. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm not sure. I'm gonna I'm gonna be nice because it's already Thanksgiving here, so I'm just gonna <laughs> say Saints and they covered, and that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> so just like you said, start all Falcons. I'm gonna say start all Saints, and I'm taking the Saints to cover as well. I don't. I don't think. I said start all Saints too. I said everyone. everyone. Yeah, I, I think New Orleans. I think New Orleans. New Orleans won't be able to be stopped this week. So I, I'll, I'll just leave it. Yeah, at I think it. everybody's betting on the over. So you should go do that as well. <laughs> Paul, Paul, bring us, bring us home on this one. What do you think? Um, Sean Payton is 10 and four against the spread, same season revenge games. And this is a huge revenge game for them that I, I think they've only been held under 10 twice in his whole tenure there. Something like that. It was some goofy stat. And I, I just feel like he's going to, they're going to take it to him. I think they went by two touchdowns, like 28, 14, something like that. Uh, so I'm taking the saints into cover. I think it'll be even bigger. I think it'll be something like 38-24 even. Something mm. something just a little bit higher. Bigger I, than that. Bigger than that. If this if this game isn't 30 points on both sides at least, I would be, be surprised. Surpri- I'd be surprised if it stays uh, less than 20. Your boy your boys your boys can play D and they, and that Saints D it, it's not too bad. I, I don't know what's happened the last no, week. No. See last week we were getting cooked by Jameis Winston. What are you talking about? I, uh, I mean and the over the over set up at 49. That's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> It's going to be over that right. by a lot. Well, I think that's a good segue. Well, before I go to that, my computer, the way you set it up with these pick and you're inputting everybody's picks, you kind of show the abbreviation of each city, and it says Atlanta, no, no, no. So even my computer's telling me, just do not bet on Atlanta. So I, I, don't, know, I don't know if that was just the computer talking or if we input that. So let's just, let's just leave it on that. But I'd like to segue over to another person that was saying no, no, no last week. And, and let's go to the San Francisco-Baltimore game. And I'm going to go over to Dre as he got to watch his Packers get annihilated by the San Francisco 49ers. Now they're going to go to Baltimore and try to make their statement known that they are still for real. Baltimore six-point favorites at home against the visiting 49ers. Dre, how do you feel about those Niners upsetting Baltimore this week? <laughs> you know what? Uh... I think I've been uh, 
very harsh on the Niners all year <laughs> long. And <laughs> they've been proving me wrong all along. But uh, they're going into Baltimore, and they're on a super hot winning streak. They're one of the hottest teams in the NFL. Lamar Jackson is playing like uh, he was in Tecmo Uh, video of game just because uh, you got oh crap, Dre. Let me have you repeat your segment because we lost you there. Yeah, yeah, we lost. Did you. I get? Go I, ahead, got go this, I got this. I got this on the Baltimore game. Uh, all right, <laughs> I I, I kind of forgot what I was saying, but uh, um, this is this will probably be a a defensive game, I guess. Uh, Baltimore are, are at home. They, they've got the Tecmo Bowl uh, cheat code on Lamar Jackson. So I'm going to say the Ravens win. And uh, they'll probably, they'll, they're going to win with a Justin Tucker Perfect. field goal. Paul, let me so go over Ravens to you. How win, are you feeling about the Niners probably. visiting Baltimore? I want to see this defense against that offense. This This should be one of the most physical games in the NFL all year. So I cannot wait to watch this one. Um, I feel like right now you have to be stupid against bet against Baltimore. Um, but I, I, I just, I like the way San Francisco plays football. It's old school. It's physical on both sides of the ball on the line of scrimmage. Baltimore likes to do the same thing. I just feel like they're kind of merry images of each other except for Lamar Jackson's a, a wild card in the whole thing. I think that Baltimore wins, but San Francisco covers. Okay. Miles, are you feeling the same way, or do you think the Niners have enough gusto to, to stop that momentum of the Ravens? I told you guys last week that you could put all these, like, records, like Packers are 6-2 and two off the bye, like, every week with Aaron Rodgers, and that they're – 5-0-1 against the spread or whatever. But sometimes it literally just comes down to the better team wins. And that was the ev- evidence last week in with San Francisco. San Francisco's the best team in the NFC. Baltimore is trying to prove that they're the best team in the AFC. Whether or not New England is or isn't, well, I'll let everyone else decide because I know if I say anything, Steve will come on here next week and bitch slap me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But this is going to sort of – this is a Super Bowl preview. Like, if I were to be honest, this is a good Super Bowl preview because both these teams could easily make a run at the championship. But the thing is, is a pass rush can easily be beat by a good mobile quarterback. And that's what's going to happen here because Russell Wilson was cutting them up. They couldn't get to Russell Wilson. Yeah. Lamar Jackson's faster. Lamar Jackson runs more often. And – Lamar Jackson can also throw, too. Let's just not forget that. Uh, the Ravens are just so shifty. So the 49ers need to figure out a way to stop that. I don't think they will. I'm going to say that the Ravens win, but do not cover because this is also going to be a super defensive game at, at some parts, and it, it will be within three probably, if I'm going to be honest. Yeah, this should be a heavily watched game. I mean, it, it, this it, it, you know potentially could be a Super Bowl preview, like Miles was saying. But to see Kyle Shanahan's offensive mastermind work against that Baltimore defense, and it's a stout Baltimore defense, don't get me wrong, that's a good, that's a good D. And, and then on the other side, see the Ravens' uh, chess pieces 
go up against that that stout San Francisco 49er defense who keeps proving over and over, over again how elite they are as well. Talk about some great defenses in the league this year with, with a, a bunch of teams proving how good they are. Um, I'm going to take Baltimore as well and that they're, they won't cover. I think, I think this will be a very close game. You'll see a lot of scoring uh, at one point, so maybe some first quarter – um, scoring happening, then the adjustments happen. Set quarter, second quarter, third quarter might be a little lull, and then fourth quarter, just the points coming right back at it. It'll be very much a prime time game where you, you're just not going to want to change the station. Um, so, but I do predict it'll be uh, a, a above average scoring type of game. Um, what's the over under for this game right now? Does anybody have that? Uh, it is currently set at forty six. That sounds about right. Yeah, that that's tough to bet on. So I I would stay away from that. But I I would I would I wouldn't be surprised if this game ends up being a twenty eight twenty five win or yeah. uh, a Justin Tucker winning field goal. So I'm gonna take Baltimore and not to cover. Um, but unlike their last few games where they've been able to just sit out the third quarter, um, this is going to be a a very hard fought game. And Baltimore's gonna prove it right when they uh, lost to Kansas City. People doubted them all over again. We'll hope that they can live up to the to the hype and beat this team. So let's see what happens. We're going to go over to Houston, and let's talk Did about – Did you take them with the spread? No, with no. With the spread Baltimore, or against the spread? Baltimore against the spread. So, Baltimore uh, taking San Francisco plus six. So that was a sweep, wasn't it? Yep. That's a sweep. That's another sweep. Yeah, and that's a true sweep where we all pick the same pick. So, our first true sweep, our second sweep of the week so far, two for four. Let's hope that doesn't continue. I'd like to fight with you guys. So, let's see. Houston <laughs> – uh, playing host to the New England Patriots. Patriots three-point favorites on the road, which I thought was generous. And um, let's talk. Let's bring it over to Miles. Miles has some updates from the Patriots side. Yeah, the Patriots uh, got hit with the flu bug. Currently, nine guys are affected with it. One of them being shutdown quarterback Stefan Gilmore. Um, some of these guys are bench role players that probably won't see a lot of time, but you know, Gilmore is a huge part of this defense. And losing him would be just terrible if you have no one else to go up against DeAndre Hopkins. Gilmore could not eliminate Hopkins, but definitely like slow him down. And that is what you need against Hopkins because he's been hot the past few weeks. Um, I don't know if it was last season or the season before uh, that close game with New England and Houston, but Houston's probably still pro- – Houston definitely has not forgotten that game. That last second touchdown from Brady to who was it? James White, I think, mm-hmm. something like that. Uh, that's got to piss Houston off that they lost that game. So they're looking for revenge. They're at home. It's Sunday night. You've got a team that's riding hot, especially in prime time, uh, against a really good defense that has proven themselves against a couple good teams, but also got slaughtered by the Ravens. Um, I would love, and I'd be mean love to just see Houston wipe the floor with New England in this game. Not only because I hate New England, but because I want to see Houston get that win back from that last game that they had stolen from them. So I got Houston this game. Um, it, it's, it's all like, think about it. You've got Atlanta, New Orleans on Thursday for Thanksgiving. You've got 49ers and Ravens at 12 o'clock to start the day. And then you can cap off your day with an amazing slaughtering of the Patriots, which everyone enjoys. It's going to be a great weekend, guys. That's very insightful. Paul, are you feeling the same way about Houston? You got the upset pick happening? No. At the end of the day, it's Bill uh, O'Brien versus Bill Belichick. 
<laughs> and I'm not. There's no way that I'm going to put my money on him. Um, if Gilmore, I mean, he hasn't given up a catch in three weeks. I mean, it's, he's not just playing good. I mean, he's playing elite. Um, you know, if he can, if he's a hundred percent, I mean, he could. I, I, end of the day, Bill Belichick will outcoach Bill O'Brien. It'll be just like last week and the Patriots. Yeah, I definitely think Bill will win this game. Dre, how are you feeling about this game? I've been to the I've been to the last two Patriots in Texas games at uh energy and the Patriots have destroyed the Texans both times. So, uh, you know, throughout, throughout those weeks, uh, um, the Houston media kept, you know, saying how the Texans were hot and that they were going to roll them over and, you know, Deshaun Watson and all of that hype. And both times the Patriots kicked the crap out of, out of the Texans. So, I'm gonna I'm gonna say the same thing's gonna is going to happen because they are hyping up uh, this game once again, and usually when that happens, <laughs> Bill o, Bill Bill O'Brien comes out with the shittiest game plan. So uh, I'm gonna take the Patriots and and they kill To the Houston Texans fan base and my dear friends in Houston who pay attention to this podcast, I apologize for the next statement that's gonna come out of my mouth. But I absolutely agree with the Patriots winning this game. It's, it's, it's like vinegar. I barely even want to say it. Right now I'm shuddering. You don't even know. And I am I am upset with, with it. But I think Paul hit the nail on the head, which is where I was going to go with it. But thank you, Paul. You, you kind of said everything I wanted to. Uh, Bill O'Brien compared to Bill Belichick. And when it comes to coaching adjustments, Bill Belichick rules. And Bill O'Brien doesn't know what that means. Uh, it must be a Texas thing because neither did the Cowboys. And um, unfortunately, in this game, uh, it's going to start off with the line play. So the offensive line for the Texans is going to have to prove they can stop the defensive pressure from getting to Deshaun Watson, which in primetime games they have not been able to, some lackluster performances. And when it comes to the other side of the ball, can the Texans defense create enough pressure to get to Tom Brady and make sure he can get the ball out? Now, Houston without J.J. Watt showed that they could get pressure to the quarterback for half of football. And then they kind of disappeared. Can they put a full game together against New England and put pressure on Brady? Because that's how you beat the Patriots. You put pressure, you you push tempo on them, and and you you control the clock. And so we'll see if they can do that. New England's very good about doing that, especially on road games, especially in prime time. I'm going to pick New England to cover the spread in this game. But trust me, my heart's telling me Houston. My head's telling me New England with the spread. Probably how I should have picked the Dallas game last week. But, you know, I was full-fledged going to go against the Patriots fan on this podcast. So, it, it's it's definitely New England with the spread. So, um, again, apologize to the Texans fans. That's that's this is how we have to roll this week. Um, but yeah, so taking the New England with the spread. Let's move on to Monday night, which is going to be taking us way west coast. Seattle three point favorites against the visiting Minnesota Vikings. Seattle really hyped on their win. Rashad Penny becoming an emergence um, when they played in Philadelphia last week. The Lockett exchange, not very good last week. Uh, Russell Weston, Ty Lockett only hooked up for one 
uh, reception. Uh, curious if he's fully uh, healthy and Jacob Hollister um, on the injury report with that, with that, I believe it was a knee sprain. So um, Seattle offense clicking though, without those two um, at high, at high form. And then you have these Minnesota Vikings riding high on um, their output. Uh, Dalvin Cook leading that, trying to lead them to the promised land himself. Um, I'm taking Seattle at home. I'm going to take them with the spread. Seattle is very difficult to beat at home. And in primetime games, uh, we all know the drill when it comes to Kirk Cousins. That is not his forte. Um, maybe some one-offs this season, but I'm going to take Seattle at home with the spread. And I'm going to let Dre come in next on this game. Mm-hmm. I believe this is going to be a really fun. I got disconnected. Dead. And that, there goes Dre. We'll, we'll get Dre right back on to some connection issues. Uh, Miles, why, since you're, you're on the screen, let me pull you up. Uh, how do you feel about Minnesota traveling to Seattle? Uh, this is so lopsided in history terms. Uh, Seattle is amazing in prime time. And not just in prime time, but they hold the highest winning percentage on Monday Night Football. Uh, that's really good, especially when you have to play Kirk Cousins, who is known for being absolutely shit in general, and even worse shit on my, on primetime games. So, even though he's been playing pretty good recently, uh, obviously Dalvin Cook is one of emergences this season uh it's gonna be a wipe uh i could see seattle just destroying minnesota at home on monday night against primetime kirk cousins is just a recipe for disaster for minnesota gotcha par are you feeling that confident about seattle you think it's gonna be a little bit closer Clowney is right now uh, have you heard anything about Clowney? I mean that. I mean, you know, he's a big part of that defense. Um, I, I think this number kind of like team, but I'm just not going to take. I'm not going to take Kirk Cousins over Russell Wilson. So I'm going to take Seattle at home and they cover. But I, I feel like this has a push written all over it. I I feel like that Vikings defense can do enough, and Dalvin Cook can do enough to keep you know keep this game close and. You know the Seahawks like to play close games too, but I'm gonna I'm gonna say they they win and cover. Got it. Now, Dre, you were starting to talk about this game, and the NFL took you off our line. I'm not sure what happened. Maybe you have some inside news. How do you feel about Seattle playing host to Minnesota? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't have any inside news on this game. Uh, <laughs> all, all I know. Seattle's going to win. Uh, Kirk Cousins is going to come back to reality. He's going to start sucking again. So uh, Seattle covers. All right. Well, you heard it. Another sweep. So out of the three turkey pick'em games, I mean, out of the six turkey pick'em games, we have three unanimous panel decisions. Chicago, Baltimore, Seattle. Would be New Orleans as well, I think, if Miles was thinking with his head, not his heart. But I'm going to give Miles that one. So <laughs> – we have three sweeps. If you're going to make a, a small parlay, I would I would suggest looking at those games. Or if you're just going to trust our gut, just bet on all of them when it comes to my picks. That, that makes sense. 
So uh, we're going to take a quick commercial break, and we're going to come right back <laughs> at you with the primetime fire round, a little combined session for you with our panelists. We'll be back in just a second. Before we start round two on the Sport Jeans Into the Lab podcast, we'd like to remind any listeners that if you play basketball and you are from the ages of 8 to 18 in the Rio Grande Valley, check out Triple Double Basketball Academy, one of the premier programs in Texas located at the center of the RGV in Harlingen, Texas. Find your young basketball pros practicing ball handling techniques, proper shooting forms, learning strength and conditioning techniques, and gain unmatchable experience with elite state tournament play. Follow on Facebook or visit www.tripledoublebasketballacademy.org. Triple Double Basketball Academy, where each basketball player grows no matter what. Well, welcome to the round two fire round, the primetime pitch for this week. We're going to go right through these games and start off in Pittsburgh with our resident Pittsburgh analyst, Paul. Pittsburgh, a home fa- a home team pl- playing host to the uh, surging Cleveland Browns. Browns, a two-point favorite in Pittsburgh, which that kind of stings the nostrils, doesn't it, Paul? Paul, talk to us. What do you have for this game? Hello? I got the boot, I think. No, we can hear you, Paul. No, Paul's, I can Paul's yeah, gone. Yeah, you, uh-uh. Paul's gone. <laughs> All right, you predicted that. <laughs> let, let, let's go to Dre. Dre, how are you feeling on this game? What's the line? My, is it still at minus two? Minus two. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> well, I was I was waiting on uh, Paul to, to elaborate on this because I think I think the Steelers are going with their, their Back, so yes, <laughs> back. Um, hey, welcome back, Paul. It, yeah, so this is a really game. This game, I'm kind of afraid of what might happen on and off the field. Um, I'm hoping people just keep their heads about them. There's just been a bunch of crazy stuff on the radio in Pittsburgh, and I've seen stuff in Cleveland last week. It's just a football game, people. We re- it's really not that serious. Um, if I'm betting with my head, if Cleveland doesn't win this football game with the Steelers, undrafted rookie, quarterback, third string running back, third string wide receiver, no center, um, I don't think they'd ever win in Pittsburgh. But I will never take the Browns against the Steelers in Pittsburgh. So, Give me Pittsburgh to win. All right. So, given that everything he just said, and put that back on your paper, and I'm picking Cleveland to cover in this game just for the same reasons, right? A bunch of undrafted rookies taking key position roles. If this is a win by Pittsburgh, it'd be one of Mike Tomlin's best coach games, not only emotionally but also strategically, because you're going to need to control that line of scrimmage. Uh, Benny Snell will need to have a massive game. Um, probably you look at another 20 carry game if James Conner is really not playing in this game. Um, Pittsburgh will have to play a solid stout defense against the surging Baker Mayfield. And if Odell gets going, forget it. Jarvis Landry has been fantastic. Um, I can't believe I'm saying this after probably about three or four weeks ago, we were all really clowning um, Baker Mayfield. But I guess you can say the same thing about um, Sam Darnold and Josh Allen. They've all made surges output. So, um, taking Baker Mayfield and the Browns in this game, I think they continue to roll um, as they win. So I'll pass that over to Dre next um, in terms of this game. 
You know what? Uh, I have uh, Nick Chubb on my fantasy team, and the last yeah. time that I, the last time, well, I, <laughs> I traded, I traded Connor, I traded Connor for him. By the way, oh my gosh, <laughs> good deal. There, there you go. <laughs> uh, so the last time I actually benched them was uh, his last game against the Steelers, and I think he. Made me regret it. He had like three touchdowns and like 120 yards or something. So, uh, you know, even though the game's the game's in Pittsburgh, and usually the defense steps up, I agree with everything that Paul said. You know, they have a lot of injuries on there, and so, you know, it, it might not be the Chubb game. I'm actually gonna bench him again. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, I'm I'm a, I'm gonna say the Browns win. So all right, I'm, perfect. I'm gonna, yeah, perfect. Let me. Are you gonna take? You're gonna take them to cover then. I mean, it's two points. Yeah, yeah, it's two points. Okay. Uh, let me go ahead and bring Miles on. Miles, how do you have Cleveland and Pittsburgh matching up? Uh, I'm gonna take Vaughn's advice from a couple of weeks ago when he said that the Steelers would split this series, and they obviously lost the last game. So I'm going to go with Pittsburgh in this game. And I think the good thing here is that emotions should be controlled because the root of the problems are not here in this game. Mason Rudolph isn't going to play. Miles Garrett is suspended indefinitely. Pouncey is still suspended. So unless there's a couple personal grudges that happened in that fight, I think emotionally we should be good here. Uh, Hodges was good against the Chargers, and I called that upset originally. Uh, so I, I would say that he's serviceable enough to win them this game. You're going to need a huge game out of Benny Snell, though, uh, which I totally believe in him after seeing him last week. I think he could do it uh, e- even better than last week, if anything. Um, but it's going to be a it's going to be a really hard fought game. And that that two point spread is completely accurate. It should be about two or three points. Uh, so I'm going to go with Pittsburgh undercover. Perfect. I agree with all the points, and that's our first split split pick of the week. So go, go figure. Our first fire round one's going to have the most controversy on it, probably. Hey, so and by the way, guys, that. I'm hearing Connor. Connor's probably. You probably won't see Connor suiting up this year again. That's just what I'm hearing from people. Oh, you're hearing IR. It's it's. They're gonna, <laughs> they're going to take a wait and see, but it, he aggravated it pretty good. So I, I don't I don't know. I don't think we'll see him. Does it even matter? He enters a game and then gets hurt immediately. Right. That, that's just kind of where he's at. Yeah. That'd be smart, especially if they lose this week. Especially if they lose yep. this week. There's no point. Well, let's go down to Jacksonville. Let's talk about Jacksonville hosting Tampa Bay. You have the surging Jacksonville offense with uh, Nick Foles coming out a little bit next last week. And then you have Icy Hot uh, James Winston, you know, leading and depleting that uh, Tampa Bay offense. He just – he kind of wakes up one morning and decides if that offense is going to surge or not. So, I'll start this game off. I think Leonard Fournette has a decent game this week. I like Jacksonville against Tampa Bay. Um, I circled this one as one I thought uh, would be a good play. So, I'm picking Jacksonville. Obviously, it's a one-point spread, if I didn't say that before. So, I'm picking Jacksonville – uh, with the spread, with only a point, I'm not re- not really worried about it, but I'm going to take Jacksonville with the point um, for a lot of reasons. Jacksonville defense is very good. I think even if Jameis were to have a great week, it'll still be listed as a good week because of how decent Jacksonville plays uh, against the pass. And I do like Jacksonville's offense more than I like Tampa Bay's right now uh, with the weapons that they have. So I'm taking Jacksonville at home. 
I'm going to go ahead and bring in Paul. Paul, how are you feeling about the game? The Jags should have kept Minshew. Yeah, that's the truth. Um, this was a total coin flip for me. I mean, at the end of the day, I, I guess Jacksonville kind of still maybe has a shot if they run the table, but I don't know. I just – I feel like – Let's get this over with. Let, let, I'm going to take Tampa Bay to win. It, it was a coin flip for me. I really think this is going to be the cue. Dre, how are you feeling on this game? You know what? I've I, I, The first time that I decided to bench uh, Minshew, I said that they were not going to win a single game. And – cut me off and he started saying that we give Foles a chance and then he just went on a rant about how that's what Dick Foles does and I don't don't remember everything he said but you know and guess what the Jaguars have not won a single game since they benched Minshew and it's going to stay that way Tampa will (coughs) win so suck on that John (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> My, Miles, what, is, what are your thoughts on this game? Uh, Jacksonville, every time I look at this, it's just, I'm like, Jacksonville's not that bad, are they? And then yeah. I go look at the, the games they've played, and I'm like, Jacksonville is that bad. Uh, they won two games against the Titans and Broncos with Minshew. Those were pretty good. Then they went 0-2 in, in two straight NFC South games, Panthers and the Saints. Then they beat the Bengals and the Jets. That's basically like a get me. So who gives a shit? Uh, and now you're on a three game losing streak. Uh, so if you're zero and two against the NFC South, and you're on a three game losing streak, basically a five game losing streak because I'm not counting that Bengals or Jets game. Uh, it's it's not looking good. Gonna have to be honest with you. So I'm gonna go with the Buccaneers to win this game. Uh, Jacksonville's defense got slaughtered last week, and that was really embarrassing to watch. Uh, they're really missing Ramsey. So, yeah, Evans and Godwin are going to also have huge days. And the way I see it, if you're 0-2 against the NFC South, you just do one. So this right. might be the game. Yeah, wait, you realize i got to play the Falcons still, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> the, Falcons, the Falcons probably still be uh, right in that hot streak. They're going to try to prove their points later when Jacksonville's really kind of not caring anymore. I do like the Jacksonville's offense schedule going to the end of fantasy year, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, but I do, I do like the you, you the know, you know what's funny? Usually, Miles talks shit about everyone that's in his division, and he didn't say a single bad thing about Tampa. He he only talks shit about the Jaguars. So I, I, I guess it is I Thanksgiving. <laughs> I guess it is a Thanksgiving. Miles in a really good mood today. It we did just get smacked by Tampa Bay, so I can't really say shit to them. Uh, yeah, just I like talking shit about the Saints. That's about it. Fuck you, dude. <laughs> just, just adding that little pitch in there. Fuck the Saints. All right, so Miami plays host. Those Eagles nine-point favorites. Um, you know, our, our resident eagle, Mike uh, Gomez, not here today. So we'll start off with Miles on this one, since you're the bird lover. Do you have the Eagles covering that spread, or does Miami pull the upset? Recently, I've been a little more of a dolphin lover than I have been of an eagle lover. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> I, I said this last week. Miami's pretty much out this season. They got their wins. They're done. Fitzpatrick will make another backup job or retire next year. 
Uh, Miami is just basically a walkover at this point. Going to go with Philadelphia in this game and cover. All right. Paul, are you feeling the same way on this game? Uh, no. Uh, a little quirky against the spread that I found today. Philly 3-14 and 14 before they play the Giants against the spread. And it's an out-of-conference, out-of-division home dog, which I like to bet. So, Philly wins, Miami covers. All right. Dre, you feel the same way about Philly, or are you going to go upset pick of the week? No, hell no. No, no. No, no, no. Uh, You know, the Eagles are getting all of their uh, offensive weapons back. So, uh, and and I think uh, another – Another Dolphins wide receiver got placed on injury reserve, which I think that's like the 20th. <laughs> yeah, they basically so, are setting uh, Eagles, 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 Eagles win and they cover and go go pick up the Eagles defense if it's still out there because it's going to be the number one defense this week. Absolutely agree. Uh, one side note: Jordan Howard still not practicing. He had a limited participation, but it wasn't with padding or contact. So that that may be an eagle not playing this week again. Who cares? Miles Sanders, <laughs> Sanders will be a hot commodity. I'm picking the Eagles to cover um, in this game just because I don't think Miami even wants to win, which will cause that spread to widen. Um, and, and so, although I do like. Some of the my one of the Miami weapons, Devontae Parker. Um, you know, he can't do everything and he can't play defense. So I'm gonna pick Philadelphia in this game. I don't think it'll be close. I think Philly's gonna be trying to catch up to those Cowboys if the Cowboys got a win on Turkey Day. So you'll be seeing Philadelphia playing hard and Miami just teetering off. Um so Philadelphia covers. Cincinnati plays host. So I've 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 got a, a very bad fantasy football question, but would you start? Would you start the Eagles kicker, or would you go with the Falcons kicker? Falcons kicker, easy. Yeah. Yeah. So I I had the Falcons kicker, <laughs> and I thought about this about keeping him, and I decided against it. But I, I actually, and it's funny, I dropped him for Jake Elliott. So that answers that question. I think I think the Eagles will will score a ton of points. Um, I, although the Falcons will too. That's going to be. I don't know. My, my logic was is that nobody's going to stop Philadelphia's offense in Miami, and they're just going to continually have drives. I don't think the punter will hit the field in Miami because Philly will be rolling. So I, I think Atlanta will get stopped because I just thought there'd be more opportunities for Jake Elliott, at least a couple more. Miles, what do you think about that? Uh, I already said that it's going to be at least 30 points on each side for the Falcons and the Saints. Uh, the Eagles do still have Carson Wentz at quarterback as far as I'm concerned, so that means that they're limited to 20 points a game no matter what. So yeah, yeah. Ouch! Who <laughs> all the way? Oh, you, never, you never know. It could be twenty-one points, which means seven field goals for Jake Elliott. I mean, am I am I counting here? I think I'm counting that right. I don't know. Yeah. That would be my goal. <laughs> I go Jake Elliott. All right. So Cincinnati playing host against the Jets. The Jets a three and a half point favorite on the road. Welcome back to the Red Rocket. Got the shun bench on his birthday. <laughs> yeah. He is making his return as he blasts off onto the field. All of a sudden, A.J. Green's feeling a little bit better on that sideline. I'm just kidding. He's not playing. So, Cincinnati playing host to the Jets. Jets, three-and-a-half-point favorites. Let me start this one with the uh, wonderful Dre Rogers. dun dun of the week. (laughs) (laughs) 
News or there you go. I don't really care about this. I don't care about this game. Jets, Jets win, and they covered. Next, next, next topic. Got it, Paul. Feeling the same way. Yep, same way. Jets have been playing. They've been playing inspired. Uh, I, I think they handle Cincinnati. Miles feeling the same way about the Jets. <laughs> no, I'm taking Cincinnati in this one. Uh oh. Uh oh. Oh yeah. Somebody- Red Rocket all the way. Uh, I don't know if John Ross is back this week. I know he was uh, put on return two weeks ago, but I don't know if it's been, like, official two weeks. So he, he might play this week. He might not. I'm still unsure about that. Uh, but no matter what, Auden Tate, Tyler Boyd, a- and A.J. Green's out. Never mind. Uh, those two are going to have awesome days. Joe Mixon, probably less of an awesome day. Uh, it's just funny to see the Jets go on this little win streak and have them feel good about themselves, all for that to lose to the fucking Bengals. Uh, yeah, I got Cincinnati in this one. So I, I don't. I have I have the Jets. I do think that Cincinnati will score some points. Again, I'm on the Joe Mixon train from here to the end of the year, although um, he might have some setbacks if he doesn't find the end zone. So obviously, like last week, you were a little disappointed with his output. I think he finds the end zone this week. I think using the screenplays, bringing back Andy Dalton, there's going to be some chip on the shoulder. I think Cincinnati keeps it close. I think the Jets win by a field goal, or they win by a, a last-minute field goal to take take the lead with a point or two. So Jets win 16-14, 17-14, something of that nature. Let me go ahead and, and so you you're, So you're taking the Bengals. You're, making, you're taking the plus 3-5, right? Yeah, plus 3-5 for Bengals. All right. All right, so the Giants uh, hosting the Green Bay Packers, and Packers six-and-a-half-point favorites on the road. I won't talk too much since this is Dre's lovable team. Dre, how about the Packers? Um, if, if, there's, if there's a team that's uh, kind of like the kryptonite of the Packers, it, it's usually the Giants. And, uh, you know, we you, you, saw, you saw what happened on the ground last week. Uh, the Niners ran as much as they wanted to. So, uh, Bar- Barkley Barkley will have uh, will be back to fantasy relevancy again since he's had like three stinkers in a row. So I, I believe he's going to have a great game. Um, however, the Giants' defense sucks, so the Packers will score some points. Uh, I, I believe they still have the better team out of out of both. Both teams, so Packers will win, but I believe this it's going to be a close one actually, and uh, it might it might the Packers might actually need Rodgers to pull out the win in the end. So I'm going to say Packers win, but that'll cover. All right, perfect, Paul. Are you feeling the same way on those Packers? Or are you going to ride with them with the with the spread? No, I kind of feel the same way as Jerry does. I mean, but that giant secondary made Mitch Trubisky look good in the second half. So that gives me a little pause after that, that beat down. He just took in San Francisco. I mean, Aaron Rodgers should have a monster day. Um, I'm, but I'm going to ride with Dre green Bay straight up, but New, New York to cover. All right, miles. What do you have for this game? Don't tell me you have the giants winning. Let me flash you back to January 8th, 2017. Oh the last time the giants were a relevant football team. And uh, the Packers effectively ended their franchise for at least the next five years. Uh, and we're about three, 
three years into that that end that curse. So yeah, Giants are gonna get fucked this week again by the Packers. Uh, I got Green Bay to cover. Hey, that's wonderful. I actually like the analysis. I thought you were going somewhere else with it, so I'm taking Green Bay to cover as well. I I, I don't think the Giants are very good. Although Saquon may go off, uh, Aaron Rodgers will too, and he'll keep them at bay. Uh, Giants defense is terrible. Bottom five in the league in most statistical categories for defensive output. And, um, you know, possibly no Golden State um, already without Ingram. Um, second, uh, the wide receiver core, Sterling Shepard is really kind of the lone bright spot. Benny Fowler, as uh, Dre liked to mention, is has been cut. So, um, <laughs> really. <laughs> that, really. That's right. That, that's a, that was the big news of the week this week. So, um, you know, not a lot happening in, in New York to say positive intentions to win this game. So, I'm going to say New York gets blown out. Let's take our talents to Carolina. Carolina, 10-point favorites against Washington. Washington, the surprise upset pick on all of us last week as we had a sweet pick go down. Let's talk about those Carolina Panthers and how hard they fought. Is that team going to cover this 10-point spread? Let me start with you, Miles. You motherfuckers at Carolina over there fucked me over on a pick last week when I was exactly (laughs) right about every fucking thing I said. I said they were going to fight, they were going to feast, that the Saints were going to put up points, but the Car- that Carolina was going to match them, and they fucking blew it. You drive down to New Orleans 15 just to fucking blow it. You fucking suck, Carolina. I hope Washington beats you this week, but I'm taking Carolina to cover. Oh, my gosh. That's a lot of anger. That's a lot of anger. <laughs> <laughs> I, will, I will move over to Dre. Dre seems an happy <laughs> Dre, how are you feeling? <laughs> no, Carolina is going to crush the, the, the Redskins. I mean, the Redskins have been playing with heart uh, the last couple of weeks, but, uh, you know, they're playing at home. The, the Panthers are playing at home, and uh, that defense at home against uh, Haskins, they're, they're going to feast. I think they're, they're going to have at least two If the best uh, thing you've got sixes. to see about a team so is that they play with a lot of heart, something uh, is definitely Panthers win and they cover. That's very true. I don't like to talk. I said I, said I was going to try to keep my shit talking down because it was Thanksgiving. <laughs> Paul, what are you feeling on this game? Uh, I mean, it's do or die for Carolina. I mean, they need to get this one to get go to the playoff. I think they – I think McCaffrey just goes off and they just absolutely destroy Haskins on the – Defensive side of the ball, so I'm going to go Carolina straight up in to cover. Yeah, and that'll be another sweet pick for all of us as we're taking Carolina to, to, to win this game and cover the spread. I initially circled it also as a chance that Washington gets a garbage time touchdown, but that would mean they would be in striking the distance of 10 points. And I really think this is going to be a spread out ball game. That Carolina defense, like most defenses, when they have are just out talented or they out talent the offense. They just keep pounding away and chipping away interception, fumble, and, and causing disruption to the offense. So I think, I think that's going to be one of those type of games. So Carolina covers. That's a sweet pick for us as well. The last one was a sweet pick as well, just not uh, spread-wise. So Green Bay, Carolina, both sweet picks for our panel this week, as well as Philadelphia, if we didn't say that earlier. So let's move to uh, Indianapolis. Indianapolis, two-and-a-half-point favorites against the wonderful Tennessee Titans. And I'm not forgetting this week, Paul, you're starting this off. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about the Titans visiting Indianapolis in this divisional game? 
Uh, the the Titans have been playing good. Uh, Tannehill since he's taken over, he's played pretty well. But the Colts own them. They're twenty six and five all time against them. So I'm going to take the Colts to win and cover at home. All right, wonderful, Miles. How are you feeling on this game? All right, I mean, y'all know I love history and I love that you know that record you brought up that the Colts own the Titans, but. Everything got thrown out the window when fucking big dick Ryan Tannehill took over this team and decided Jesus. he's going to play like an MVP. I fucking love Ryan Tannehill right now, even though he screwed me out on a couple <laughs> uh, Last week, he got a, he he played really well last week yes. along with Derrick Henry. So the Titans are rolling right now. The yes. Colts just lost. Uh, the Titans are making a push in this division. I got Tennessee all day. Yeah, let me mimic those sentiments. I, I, the sentiments. I love the Houston Oilers. I think they're doing great right the now. Houston I think they're Oilers. playing great football. And 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 those Houston Oilers look like the old Houston Oilers of of the, of the late nineties, where they had a quarterback they could rely on. I'm not comparing Warren Moon and Ryan Tannehill, but I'm saying you can rely say. on Ryan Tannehill. Ryan you can rely on Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> and, dude. And, and he has come in there and said, this is my fucking football team. So all of y'all shut the fuck up. And Derrick Henry said, ride me, I'm a stallion. And all of a sudden, this Tennessee Titans team looks really good. Um, Tennessee Titans, Houston Oilers, what am I saying right now? I'm just saying the Titans are going to go in there and win this football game. I think Indy um, wants to be an elite team. But for some reason, they can't unleash the arm of Jacoby Brissett yet. It's just not clicking. And you could chalk it up to injuries, um, you know, injuries to Eric Ebron, injuries to T.Y. Hilton, injuries to Naeem Hines. I mean, all the pass-catching playmakers have gone down at one point. Maybe that just has affected the the nature of that offense. But I'm going to ride Tennessee, say they upset, and, and really put a big fuck you to Indianapolis this week and to everybody else's everybody else picking the Colts. So, happy Thanksgiving. Now, uh, Dre, de- Dre decided to take a timeout, so he's going to come right back. And we'll give it. We'll get over to his picks as he returns. Let's go. Let's go over west. Let's go to Arizona. Our last three games, uh, mostly on the west coast. So let's talk about Arizona playing host to the Rams. Uh, Rams three point favorites on the road after that shrinking last week when they. I guess they took another bye week for the year last week. Arizona, um, obviously playing great football. The Rams come in playing terrible football. Let me start with you, Miles. How are you feeling about those Cardinals? Arizona's really just like a discount Baltimore, honestly. You know, they got Terrell Suggs. They got a mobile quarterback. Uh, they have uh, Cliff Kingsbury, whatever he does. Uh, the I, I, I would say the Cardinals are a lock to win a lot of these games at the end of the year and make that sort of push that they're not as bad. Like, at, they're, they're in that rebuilding phase where they're like, they're a little bit better than last year. And then they'll come out next year and play mediocre, like eight and eight, nine and seven. Uh, and, and you always see that when a team does really well at the end of the season after they've been total shit. Uh, L.A. got thrashed. Uh, L.A. Goff is so bad. I would love to just take five minutes just to say so many curse words and shit on Jared Goff. But I'll be I'll, – it's Thanksgiving weekend. I'll give him a pass unless he throws – if he throws anything more than two interceptions, uh, he's getting at least a bit and a half of shit talking next week. Uh, you could book that. Uh, I got the Cardinals in this game, though. Perfect. And uh, I have the Cardinals pulling. This is my upset pick of the week as well. I think the Cardinals win at home, give the fans something to really look forward as Los Angeles Rams have looked terrible. I think there'll be some points in this game. I think it'll be something like 34-28, 34-31, something up there. 
Actually, you know what? And that's hard to put that trust in the Rams. See, I don't even think the Rams can score that many points. No. That's that's the problem right now. So, no. I, yeah, you know, now that I say that out loud, and it sounded right in my head as I was looking at the stats, but just because so many teams can score in Arizona, it's like a wash. So, let me let me say if the Rams score around 20 points, they will be hanging in there, but they will not be there. Arizona will score at will. I'm going to take Arizona to win this game outright. Um, obviously, there's not a spread because Arizona is the upset pick. Um, but, Paul, how are you feeling about this game? Exactly how you guys are feeling about this game. I've said it since I saw him play against Pittsburgh. McVay, hand in the genius card, bud. Todd Gurley is just the guy. He That knee injury is – it's so sad to see what it's done to him. Um, and the Cardinals are rising and the Rams are falling. Uh, I have zero faith in the Rams uh, to do anything besides – you know, shoot themselves in the foot or, uh, I mean, last week, that's pretty much mail it in time after that. I mean, it's get your golf clubs ready and get on the golf course. Uh, so I'm, I, I like, I like the Cardinals as well. Perfect. And now let's, let's stay around the same area of, of the country and talk about Denver. Uh, Denver is playing host to the chargers chargers coming off, um, that Mexico city game. And, and and I believe they had a bye week last week. Um, so Denver playing host to those Chargers. Chargers two-and-a-half-point favorites. Um, I'll start with you on this one, Paul. How do you feel about those Broncos? Man, I, they're, one of the, they're one of my, like, favorite teams to bet on this year just because they do play a lot of close games. They play hard. You know, they got a decent one-two at the running back with Freeman and Lindsey. Um I don't know. I feel like this is when the Chargers usually try to make their little push or whatever, their little run. Uh, I, I'm going to take the Chargers to win and cover this week on the road, but I'm not too, you know, confident in it. Okay. Miles, you feeling the same way? A new quarterback has entered. In a year where we've seen tons of quarterbacks play, we finally fucking get to see Drew Locke, and I'm so pumped. I love Drew Locke. Uh, yeah. Cortland Sutton is confirmed healthy for this game, so Locke is going to have his number one option out there. Fant is going to be out there, and Locke has worked a lot with Fant during training camp preseason and such, so they're going to already have an established connection. Uh, the big thing here, I get that run game going. They were winning when they they were giving Lindsey and Freeman at least 25 carries combined. Uh, that's the key here. You got to get those carries, let them do their thing, and they'll score. And then unleash that arm of Drew Locke, because God Damn, he can throw and give it to Cortland Sutton deep because he will be a playmaker for too long. I got the Broncos in this one. Yeah. All right. And, Paul, in your pick, who did you pick to win the game? San Diego. <laughs> that's, that's what I said. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, I. he's right. I love Locke. I, I want to see him play, and I like the way the Broncos play. It's just it seems like this time of year the Chargers always go on that little run to give you false hope, and then whether or not they're San Diego or London or whatever the fuck, uh, Chargers suck. Yeah, yeah, and and uh, I'm gonna write the Chargers though. I think I think the Chargers will actually win this game. Um, although Denver Denver looks like the promising pick and, and a good upset pick for this one. Um, Miles, you have a ton of upset picks this week. I guess we'll address that in a second. But I have the I have the Chargers winning this game and covering. I think they're going to be fresh, um, and they're gonna, they're going to look very good. Austin Eckler will look good. Um, one of my fantasy talks for the week, so we'll talk about that in a second. 
Kansas City is the last game we're going to go to. Kansas City, 10-point favorites at home against the Oakland Raiders. A huge divisional game. I'm going to let you start us off, Miles, for this big, big game. Oh, Jesus. I, I've i been looking at this game this entire podcast. I'm going to be honest. I keep looking at it. I'm looking at all the stats. I cannot fucking pick a winner. I, I cannot. And I got to do it in the next 30 seconds. Otherwise, it's just going to be a panic. Uh, 10 points is a lot to cover. So, no matter what, don't take that. If you're taking Kansas City, against the spread. And obviously, if you're taking Oakland, you're already going against the spread. Uh, so, for sure, avoid that. Uh, Kansas City not playing as well as they should. But they're, they're still play, playing pretty damn good. Uh, and the Raiders are so subject, but they've also been heating up nicely the past couple of weeks. So, this is, like I said, a weekend full of amazing games. This is another one. Uh, I've called a ton of upsets this week, but when you lose 34-3 to the Jets, that's got to be like just that's just got to be the deciding factor there. So I'm going to go with Kansas City, but just not to cover. All right, and I'm feeling the exact same way about Kansas City. I feel they're playing just well enough to win this game to be well with with uh, with without reach. So I believe they'll they'll be playing pretty close and then pull away. Oakland might get some garbage time some garbage time points to to close the gap, but. It won't be enough to catch the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs are just better offensively than the Oakland Raiders are defensively. I think the Chiefs will will be able to win um, at home but not cover. Paul, how are you feeling on this game? Same way as you guys. Um, I feel like uh, I feel like I don't like laying that 10 points in division this late in the year. Kansas City, this is a, a, the game that will lock that division up for them pretty much. So – at home, I think the Chiefs win, but they don't cover. All right, perfect. Well, you have our primetime fire round picks for this week, um, and we are going to bring Dre in on our third round segment. He is going to talk about his last picks of the week, and then we'll go into fantasy starters. If you're a fantasy football player, we'll talk a lot about players who we think you should be starting, as well as a special shout-out at the end of our podcast. We'll be right back with round number three after this commercial break. As we move to round three, want to remind everyone traveling to the Alamo City during the beautiful fall and winter seasons, keep SATX rated handy for the latest information on new events, restaurants, and giveaways so that you and your family or loved ones can enjoy the city with the hottest scenes. You can follow at SATX rated on any social platform where they constantly do giveaways like Bean front row or sitting behind home plate at the San Antonio Missions game or courtside seats at the San Antonio Spurs game. Follow SATX Rated today. Talk about those last four games. So Indianapolis, two and a half point favorites at home, have Tennessee visiting. How do you feel about that game? Colts. Colts win and they cover. All right, Arizona at home, uh, Los Angeles Rams, three-point favorites on the road. How are you feeling about that game? That's so stupid. Uh, Cardinals win. <laughs> <laughs> so that, so that, 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 in a nutshell, that's exactly what we all said. So that's our that's another sweet pick for all of us, Arizona, uh, pulling the upset at home. How about then? How about the Denver hosting Chargers? Chargers two and a half point favorites on the road. I agree. Chargers win on the road. All right. Again, another one. Miles kind of uh, looking on the other side of the street there on that one. 
And last I know because he least, has a, he he won't admit it, but he has a bad crush on Brandon Allen. Drew <laughs> 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 Locke this week, and I got more of a bad crush on him than anyone right now. Yeah. Oh, did they did they did they already make the announcement? Because I I heard that we're gonna do it on until Friday. They confirmed it already. Drew Locke is starting. Yeah. Yeah, he had his heart on speech. You missed it. Yeah. Now. Now Kansas City is ten point favorites against Oakland. Re- very big game. How do you, how do you see that one, Drake? Mm. You know what? The Raiders always play well against the Chiefs, and uh, I think the last two seasons they've actually pulled out the upset. And I haven't called any upset this week, so screw it. I'm taking the Raiders. Attaboy. <laughs> Attaboy. Wow. Wow. That's a, that's yeah. a good one. So, so we all picked Kansas City not to cover. However, Dre went the extra mile and said Raiders will upset. So, uh, yeah, big pick this week. Now, I, I mean, and when I look at our picks for the week, I, I just wanted to do a, a quick little sidebar. Miles, you only picked five favorites. The rest of your picks are all upsets, which kudos to you. That's ballsy. But, okay, well, like, first of all, the Titans, the Cardinals – and the Broncos are all, like, within three points. Same with the Texans. That's within three points. So those are, like... Actually, almost all of these games are, like, within three points. So, really, it can go either way. But there's a couple ballsy upsets, and they're, like, whatever. <laughs> and, and a huge one that you're going to be upset about Buffalo. I mean, I don't even know what you were thinking with that one. Well, let's let's talk about uh, our fantasy players. So a big, big part of our round three segment is going to be uh, fantasy football and and where are you at with your team? How do we get you into those playoffs and how do you feel like you can win in those playoffs? So I've asked our panelist experts after evaluating teams and looking at stats, which players will help you be successful at the end of this fantasy football year? So we've selected a handful of players or just a few players I asked everybody to put together. Um, and we'll start around the room. And I'd like to start with um, Miles. If you have a couple of players you'd like to talk about, about what might lead you to a fantasy football playoff victory this week if you are in the playoffs or get you in the playoffs if you're on the outside. Uh, yeah, I've given a little bit of fantasy advice throughout this podcast here. Uh, every couple games I mentioned, you know, players you should start whatever, but I'll give you guys the main ones here. If you if you're, need to make a, one more win to get those playoffs, or you just want to secure a first round buy or something, here we go. The Saints and Falcons all day long. Matt Ryan, Drew Brees, Devonta Freeman, who is playing this week, uh, Alvin Kamara, Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, Russell Gage actually is a good play this week uh, if you need him. Uh, Michael Thomas, Jared Cook. I don't know if the Saints have any other receivers, but they probably suck, so maybe avoid those guys. Uh, other than that, those, those guys. All those guys pretty much. Uh, for the other games, uh, definitely would recommend Singletary or Frank Gore. Uh, the Cowboys are susceptible to the run. Uh if I were to tell you to avoid some guys, I'd avoid Jimmy Garoppolo. Don't trust him against the Ravens. And uh, if you still have Goff for some reason, just fucking cut him because he fucking sucks. <laughs> Ouch. Do you have a tight end starter this week you really like that you would hope everybody can play? Uh, probably Cook, for sure. Or uh, uh, who's Tampa playing again? Jacksonville? Jacksonville. Uh, does Jacksonville have a tight end? I don't know because Tampa sucks against tight ends. Uh, so if you for some reason have a Jacksonville tight end on your team, maybe start him. I don't know if they've got one. If I don't know, they probably don't. But other than that, Jared Cook. Let me, yeah. 
Let me go over to Paul. Paul, who are your fantasy starters this week that you, you absolutely see as must plays or some people you can get that would be great plays this week? Um, I, I mean, I think Bo Scarborough just because of volume. Um, yeah. Especially, you know, they don't really have anything else there and they're starting that blow, not blow, blow. He blows so he's get <laughs> so he's get a ton. Of, I mean, he's going to get a ton of carries. Um, like down the stretch, uh, I like, you know, Browns players. I like Jets players. Um, you know, there's some sneaky starts in there for, uh, you know, uh, you know, and Joku's coming back. Uh, you know, he might, somebody might have dropped him if you're looking for tight end help. Um, but besides that, that's about where I got. Okay. All right. What about you, Dre? Any fancy players you think are must-starts? Yeah, he get he gets no love in this podcast, especially from Ernest. But start DJ Moore this week. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Uh, I guess I'll uh, give out some more advice. Uh, you know who? Uh, it was a good. Williams, and I think he tweaks. So, did I get kicked out or now? No. Now I am not down on Moore this week. I actually do think Moore is a good play. Uh, Curtis Samuel is back on the injured list, so um, he's he's not he's probably going to play, but he's going to be limited. Yeah. You're in it. You're in and out, Dre. I didn't mean to interrupt. Hello? Are you still going? Oh, I got kicked out again. I got kicked out again. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> what were you saying? Uh, I was just, I was, I was just saying that uh, Jonathan Williams was a great yeah. pickup last week, and I think he's going to do it again this yeah, week. Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree with the Jonathan Williams pick. Volume's there. Uh, I think Benny Snell's also a good running back to look out for volume-wise. He's going to have a ton of looks. Um, yeah, so let me let me kind of put some input as well. Um, I, I like the other side of the coin, that Pittsburgh-Clea matchup. I like Baker Mayfield this week. I think Baker Mayfield has a big game. Um, even if they do lose by the account of a couple of people on our panel, I think Baker still has a big game. I think it'll be um, a, a rather higher side scoring affair if, Cleveland, if Cleveland's going to win that game. Um, not a lot of defense. Um, I, I love uh, the Rashad Penny-Chris Carson backfield this week. Uh, against Minnesota, um, it, don't let it scare you. I think they're going to have a lot of volume. And if Chris Carson fumbles, even more so for Rashad Penny, um, they are not going to shy away from giving Chris Carson the ball. He's earned his keep as, as starter this week. Jerry Jones and Jason Garrett already said Ezekiel Elliott will be seen in the end zone multiple times and jump into that Salvation Army bucket that they have down there for the game. Expect him to have a big week this week. I said earlier that the Los Angeles Chargers – um, were interesting for me, especially Austin Eckler. And the reason I said that is because Denver is very stout against uh, downhill runners, but they stink against pass catching backs. And so I love Austin Eckler playing, playing the slot as well as playing the backfield. He's mobile. I like him a little bit more than I like Melvin Gordon. Um, but I think Austin Eckler has a pretty good week this week. This is just running back. Now, when it comes to, to wide receivers, um, you know, Philadelphia has to score points. So if Alshon Jeffrey is back and healthy, Alshon's going to have a big game. Um, the, De- the Philadelphia tight ends are also going to have a, bad, a great game. I don't think Ertz and Goddard are bad plays. And if Gerald Everett is um, actually going to play this, this week, Arizona sucks against the tight end just as much as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers do. So, um, you know, Gerald Everett would be a decent play. 
Um, what we're not talking about is obviously that, that Houston Patriots game. I haven't really mentioned anything from that game, given that um, the complexity of that game really is kind of uh, gray for me. I don't know if it will be high scoring or if it will be low scoring um, and a chess match. So um, one thing you can count on, though, in, in big primetime games for Houston are that tight end plays come out big when the receivers tend to get covered. If, if Gilmore does play and he's healthy and he's covering DeAndre, and the downfield presence is covered by the by the strong safety play by the Patriots. Uh, Darren Fells, Jordan Atkins, they'll have big weeks as they get eight, nine-yard catches in the red zone. They're the primary talk, target for Deshaun Watson. Expect those to be big plays this week at the tight end spot as well. Um, I can't say enough about the Houston tight ends. They, they're just kind of a figure point of the offense this year. Um, and obviously, what play about your regular people. Go ahead. With... <laughs> oh, come on, man. Come I'll... on, man. <laughs> Actually, I just, I just remembered this. Uh, Austin Hooper is still out this week, even though I, I had talked to him earlier that he might be back, but he's out again. So maybe Jaden Graham will also be a play again. I mean, he only had one catch last game, but three yards. So yeah, I also like to offer this piece of fantasy advice on top of that. You know, you have your starters: Derrick Henry, Leonard Fournette, Zeke Elliott. Christian McCaffrey will have a good game this week. Keep your starters in. Don't trade those out, even if the matchups look a little bleak. Your starters are who you play. It's those other those other running back twos that you can switch out. Like if you have a Joe Mixon, but you have Miles Sanders on your bench and Jordan Howard's not playing, switch in your Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders will have the volume this week if Jordan Howard is out. JHI, even with JHI in the lineup, he's still not taking away a ton of carries from Miles Sanders. That's their go-to back. So you want to play those type of players. Um, and and, and uh, you can play some double backfields um, this week. Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams, um, they will they, they will both get double digit points this week. May not be high double digits, but they'll get you double digits if you're if you're lacking any sort of running back depth. Um, and then of course the uh, Cleveland monster of Kareem Hunt and uh, Nick Chubb. Those are still two backs you can play together. Um, how do you guys feel this week about Latavius Murray? Yeah, yeah, I said it. Start every Saints player except their receivers, but Art Michael Thomas. <laughs> okay, playing the same. Oh, it's wonderful. And and I think a sneaky play, if you were one of those people that stashed away Tariq Cohen, you're not sure if, you know, I can play Tariq Cohen. Obviously, Detroit is not going to be able to cover him in the slot. He's going to have a lot of play with, with Taylor Gabriel out and, and, and going to be focused on run and pass volume-wise. That's your go-to player in Chicago for this week. So if you have Tariq Cohen, that's a must-play this week. So those are my starts. Obviously, we all picked Arizona to win, so we're thinking Arizona's offense is going to click. Um, who do you guys have fantasy-wise for Arizona? That, that running back situation is tough, but do you have a wide receiver other than Larry Fitzgerald that you would trust this week? Christian Kirk. Christian Kirk. Yeah. Christian Kirk? Kirk. Yeah. yeah. Kyler Murray's also got to be a start this week because even against like a 49ers defense, he was getting 20-plus points. So for sure, Kyler Murray as well. You guys play Dak Prescott or Baker Mayfield this week? <laughs> That's not even a question. Come uh, on. Murray. Murray. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, well, I appreciate you guys with your fantasy input. Hopefully that helps some people. We are always available fantasy-wise on Twitter. You can find our picks, our conversation, not only on any Apple Podcasts and Spotify and Anchor and any other platform. You'll find us also on thesportgene.com where you can find our picks laid out as well as our own t-shirt line that you can purchase new t-shirts coming out um pr- pretty much on a monthly basis um but before we let you go yeah. a, spe- 
a special thank you and shout out to panelists who aren't here. So uh, John Matthews, Steve Reisner, Von Dalezell, Mike Gomez, and, and Sarah Marshall. Thank you guys so much for being a part of this great podcast. Being that it's Thanksgiving, I wanted to say thank you to y'all. And a special thank you to all my family and friends who support this podcast. I appreciate all of you for your listens, your likes, your shares, and retweets. Um, thank you guys so much. I'd like to let all the panelists say thank you for their own. So I'll start with Miles. Anybody you want to say thank you to or just a, a general thank you to our listeners? Uh, for sure. Thank you to everyone here, everyone on this podcast. Uh, it's Since the start of the season, I would have never thought that I would be on a podcast anytime soon. Uh, it's been really great riding with you guys so far. Uh, I can't wait to finish up the season. So thanks to you. Thanks to everyone at OTH. Thanks to everyone at Time Skewed. Uh, this whole writing thing is just amazing, and it's really changed my life this year, so I'm so grateful for that. Uh, thankful for my family. I'm thankful for my teachers. Uh, I've I, I surprisingly learned to love school in grade 12, and I'm excited for the next year. And uh, obviously, thank you to all the listeners who take their time out to listen to my bullshit and everyone else's bullshit. So <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. And Paul, we'll go to you next. Any any thanks you want to put out there? Just my friends, my family. Um, you know, people always like look at like the bad things in life, but really there's always somebody that has it worse for you. Just be thankful for what you have out there. Um, just thanks to you guys, you Ernest, for all the hard work you put in on this podcast. Um, the the guys on here have been great. Um you know, we joke off the, you know, off the cast, on, you know, on the cast. I mean, uh, it's a pretty good group of guys. Um, I just want to say something about betting on these games tomorrow, too. Don't, it's about football, family, and fun tomorrow. So get the three Fs in and don't be the bitter guy that's, you know, because he lost a bet or whatever. Enjoy your friends, family, and football tomorrow. If you feel like if you have to put money on a game and, you know, it's, it doesn't go your way, like reevaluate things. Just enjoy tomorrow with your friends, your family, and people that you care about. Completely agree. The triple F's tomorrow friends, yeah. family, and fun. That's what it's all about. Oh, wait, quadruple football. and football. That's yep. right. Yeah, there you go. Now, uh, Dre, how about you? You want to get some thanks out there? <laughs> no, I'm getting so emotional. <laughs> <laughs> I like to um, uh, I like to thank uh, Ernest for giving us the opportunity to join this awesome podcast. Obviously, Miles, Paul, you guys, you guys rock, and uh, Steve and Vaughn and John and the rest of the team. We've had some uh, good laughs, some good time, and uh, it's been a pretty fun ride. Um, I'd also like to, you know, thank our our listeners. Um, you know, sometimes we do take a really long time and it's it's awesome that you guys stick with us for whatever, you know, all the bullshit that we say throughout the show, especially, you know, those long hour and 42 hour shows. <laughs> uh, obviously, friends and family, uh, everybody have a great holiday. And if you don't celebrate, uh, celebrate like Miles because he's in Canada or in another country, um, go spend a lot of money on Black Friday. Go to our shop and get, <laughs> you know, a lot of T-shirts. That's right. That's right. And uh, a special shout out to my, 
Exactly, the new one. That's the one I'm talking about. So go get that one. I don't know what the Black Friday deal would be, but go get it. <laughs> go get it. <laughs> and a special shout out to uh, my friend the Cobra, wherever you are. I will love this love you. <laughs> I was fully expecting Dre to do the little crying monologue and then come out like White Goodman and say, Spare me. <laughs> I won that tournament. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, a special thank you to, to my family and friends who are a big special thank you to my wife, Callie Silva. She's wonderful. She's amazing. Uh, she, she lets us do this, which is more than enough for us to be joking around being stupid so thank you so much but a big thank you to all of you out there you know we have hundreds to thousands of listeners that'll click our link that'll listen for most of the time then you guys kind of drop off because we do have those two hour podcasts but for the ones that are short like this one um we appreciate you guys sticking with us good luck this week set your bets for thursday football tonight get out of it happy thanksgiving enjoy the time with your family let's call this a wrap thank you again miles bloomquist dre uh, uh, Dre Rogers and Paul, just Paul. Thank you guys for being on the panel today. Have a happy Thanksgiving to y'all and good night. You've been listening to analysis from around the NFL and NBA on the Sports Genes Into the Lab podcast. Send your questions on www.thesportgene.com or on the Anchor app, and follow the Sports Gene on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Overtime Heroics today.